0: Welcome to The World According to Me, the show where perception is reality, facts matter, and the truth will set you free. On tonight's episode, we're going to celebrate America's birthday. Tomorrow is the 4th of July, and we have celebrated America's great history and birthdays since July 4, 1776, and tomorrow will be no different. The rest of the world, the mainstream media, will have you believe that America is dying, that the entire world is on fire, and we lit the fuse, and that's just not true. They do that every time we argue with one another, and in the end, we actually come out of it stronger than we ever have been before, and that's gonna continue even long after these riots and COVID-19 and all of these things are gone. America has been being, well, American. So without further ado, I'm gonna take you to my now world-famous PowerPoint presentation, and we are going to celebrate America on America's birthday. Happy birthday, America. Tonight's episode is protest, police, and stupid people. All things that are, uh, well, I mean, they're just part of American culture. Um, There are several things in this world that are uniquely American. Um, Protests are, I don't wanna say uniquely American, but unique in the way that we formulate ideas and change our government and write our laws. Um, Americans are actually encouraged through our First Amendment to speak their minds and to protest whenever they feel like things are wrong and they wanna change things. They're encouraged to peacefully protest. And don't get me wrong, I understand not all of the protests have been peaceful up until this point, but they typically never are. We are also unique in the fact that we provide a community police force. We are not uh, federally driven. Uh, We don't have um, soldiers in the streets we have our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones that police and control our environments and specifically around these protests. And as you can see, they are as diverse as our population. It doesn't necessarily mean they vote to the right or they vote to the left or even that they vote at all. Uh, They are just a very unique um, American slice of our population that has committed themselves to maintaining the peace, serving the public, um, and ensuring that we can continue to do the things that make us uniquely American. Um, other things that are uniquely American are stupid politicians. Um, we have lots of them. Um, typically they win elections by having the most money and, uh, this time in history would be no different. Um, our stupid politicians are not, um, unique to the left or to the right. We have stupid politicians on both sides and I'm smart enough to know that and I would never deny it. Um, unfortunately right now they just happen to be on the left and everybody can see them. Um, But the right will pop their ugly, stupid heads up as soon as possible and and they will try to outdo the people on the left. But for right now, it happens to be uh, the left and and we get that. But we actually support that because that's how things get done in this country. There are a couple stupid politicians I want to bring up today um, that I I think um, not only define stupidity, but also define... Uh, how unique it is to be an American, because your opinion can influence hundreds and thousands of people um, and ultimately influence law and, and uh, the future direction of this country. Um, the two knuckleheads that I want to talk specifically about tonight are Jenny Durkham, um, who is the mayor of Seattle, who you may remember surrendered her precinct in the middle of downtown Seattle, as well as six to seven city blocks um, to the BLM and the anarchist in downtown Seattle. And they removed the police out there and she did it thinking that they would stop burning stuff and really they just lit a bigger match. Um, But that's okay because stupid people do stupid things all the time. It's part of being American. Uh, The other dipshit that we're going to talk about, and I use that term with all of the compassion in my heart, is de Blasio. Uh, De Blasio, if you haven't been paying attention as of July the 1st, has decided that he is cutting over $1 billion from the New York Police Department budget. And you can see there, he says, we think it's the right thing to do. Well, first of all, Bill de Blasio has never thought legitimately about anything other than what uh, benefits him. Um, so um, he's cut one, I think it's $1.5 billion out of the police budget for New York City, um, and intends to replace them with um, social workers, um, more or less. Um, so I wanna paint you a scenario because this is what he thinks is actually gonna help and, and, and work. Um, right now he's going to cut 1.5 billion, which immediately goes to labor. So you're going to save on police officers, which is his idea of abolishing the police. Um, and they're going to, uh, now sift through 911 to calls to decide if they are, uh, violent enough calls where they need to actually send an officer with a gun who is trained to control that environment or whether or not they need to send somebody to have a conversation and to talk people down off the ledge. So, um, Bill de Blasio, I ask you very simply to do one thing and one thing only for me, and it won't take you very long. Um, I want you to pick one day has to be a Friday or a Saturday night, but in New York, it really doesn't matter, but I would prefer a Friday or a Saturday night. And I want you to put your big stupid ass in the passenger seat of a squad car somewhere between two and three o'clock in the morning. And I want you to answer 911 calls in the worst neighborhood in the city of New York. And I want you to pull up outside a residence, which will happen. It happens every Friday and Saturday night in most major cities in the world. But these stupid politicians pretend like it doesn't happen. I want you to pull up at two or three in the morning in the shittiest neighborhood in the entire city of New York on a 911 call. And when you realize that that person in there, whether it's male or female has now beaten their spouse or their child, literally within an inch of their life and are now holding them hostage with an arm or uh, with a gun. Um, They happen to be armed. And when we get there, I want you to tell the cop, you stay right here because cops are bad and guns are evil. And I want you to get your dumb ass out of the car with your clipboard. And I want you to walk up to the front porch. And I want you to knock on the door and ask to have a conversation with the lunatic behind that door, who's hovering over a bleeding body and a loaded shotgun. And I want you to tell me how that works. It'll only take you about 10 seconds because when he shoots through the front door and either kills you or almost kills you, I think you'll change your mind. But that's where this city is headed. And if you don't believe me, just the sheer announcement of it has caused the the violent crimes in that city to quadruple and move beyond points that they haven't seen in forever. I wanna say that they uh, the last check is violent crimes in New York City and Seattle were up over 500% just by the announcements that they're gonna abolish the police department, which they will tell you is not, we're not abolishing the police, we're just reimagining it. Yeah, well, when violent people do violent things, you send violent people to control them. You don't send somebody with a clipboard and a good attitude. It doesn't work like that. Now, this other knucklehead, Jenny Durkham, um, and all of her infinite wisdom told the police and the people in downtown to evacuate the buildings because she thought that if she um uh, to the protesters that they wouldn't possibly harm her. Well, that blew up in her face on June the 18th in this article that you see on your screen right there when the protesters actually graffitied her house and showed up on her lawn. And her response was, okay this has gone far enough, we now have to stop this. Because up until that point, it was okay if they burned down the city, if they desecrated everything in the city, including the statues, the police precinct, city hall, um, local businesses, and other citizens, it was perfectly okay, up until it filtered out into the suburbs and into Jenny Durkham's neighborhood and onto her front lawn. And then, oh my gosh, we have to end all this. Now just to put this in perspective, and so you know that I'm not exaggerating in order to make the story better, Since June 7th, when these uh, riots started, there have been 1, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, sorry, 14 shootings, 14 shootings just in the city of Seattle that have been documented. Police aren't in there, so we don't really know because crimes are only crimes if somebody gets told and if you don't get caught, then nobody really knows. But what we know for sure is there have been 14 shootings and one many deaths, but one in particular that is going to stick out. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But now because it's on her front doorstep, oh, we need to change everything about this. This was a horrible idea. Now, in order for us to really define how stupid these two people are, we're going to need to go deep inside the numbers. Um, and these are where I, uh, on every episode I do, where I bring facts to the to the discussion so that when the people that you uh, interact with and say, man, that Jason guy, he's full of crap. You can go, really? Well, let's debate these facts. So let's go deep inside the numbers. The first number I want to talk about is the 14 shootings that we're aware of. Um, in those 14 shootings, 12 of those shootings were black. They, 12 black people got shot. Not shot them. I don't know who shot them, but irrelevant. 12 black people got shot. You told the police to go away. 12 black people got shot. A 16-year-old black teen is now dead. There's really no way to put a nice face on it. That kid is dead. He shouldn't have been down there. I get it. His parents should have stopped him. I get it. It's irrelevant. He is 16 years old and he is dead. There've been 120 assaults, 120 plus assaults. There have been six rapes and this is just in Seattle and there have been two plus billion dollars in damages and that's $2 billion in Seattle and $2 billion in New York city. Those things are true. Now let's go a little bit deeper into the numbers because anybody can just snatch them out of the headlines, but let's see what that really looks like. So out of the shootings, 12 black shootings, a 16 year old black teen is dead and there's not one, not one black lives matter protest about that dead teenager. Not one. Now bear in mind, the whole thing that they were protesting is that black people are treated differently than other people and they are needlessly being killed in the streets of our major cities. A 16 year old black kid is dead. Why aren't you protesting? Well, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Here's the other interesting thing. There have been zero anti-gun protests. Now anytime that a white person uses a gun to kill somebody, they want to disarm the entire country. They want you to register every gun that you have. They've actually asked you just to turn them in to voluntarily give them up. But 14 people got shot here. 12 of which are black and a 16 year old black kid is dead. There's not one protest. Makes you wonder why, right? Hmm. Out of the 120 plus assaults, not one of them was committed by a cop. Why? Because they told the cops to get out of the city. Now, the very thing that they were protesting was the fact that cops were too violent. They were assaulting black people and killing black people. Again, not one Black Lives Matters protest on the killings or on the assaults. No cops were there. Who did it? Out of the six rapes, there have been zero press conferences by Gloria Allred. Now, if you don't know who Gloria Allred is, she's an attorney, and a very good one, by the way, and she uh, focuses exclusively on minority females who have been raped or sexually abused, and she represents them. Glad that they have that. But out of the six rapes that have happened in these CHOP zones where there's no police, where's Gloria Allred? Why isn't she representing them? Oh, I know why, because she can't sue a cop. She can't sue a political official. There's nobody to make any money, so she doesn't give a shit. That's how bad this is. Out of the $2 billion in damages, there's only been two demands for federal aid. Anybody want to guess where they came from? I'll give you a hint. Both their pictures are on the screen right now. Jenny Durkham and Bill de Blasio. So they told the police and the government to evacuate their city centers, The protesters burnt buildings to the ground, flipped over cars, broke street lights, robbed businesses, and looted citizens, and now they want the federal government to pay for it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't live in Seattle or Washington. Why are my federal tax dollars going to support dumb ideas by bad politicians? I don't know. So... Are these the darkest days in our history? I mean, the mainstream media would have you believe that. Even Glenn Beck, who I have a modicum of respect for, and actually endorsed one of his books on my original episode, says these are the darkest days in the world. They're the darkest days in our history. We're never ever coming back. If we don't stop right now, this country will never be what it's supposed to be. It'll never be what it once was. And we're falling off the edge and we're taking the whole world with us. Is any of that true? I don't think so. And here's some facts to prove it. They're the top 10 most violent, destructive riots in the history of the world. None of them are the two that are going on right now. When you look at the top 10, they don't even break the top 10. The two that we showed tonight don't even break the top 20. They're actually very mild in consideration. So again, this is America being America. The difference is we're watching it in a 24-hour news cycle. And it's violent and it's weird. And I get it. But the world's not ending. And it's important that you remember that. Good Lord, look at that. 532 AD. AD, 30,000 people died in that riot. We talked about 14. 14 is too many. I get it. One dead kid is too many. I get it. But the world's not ending. We need to back away from that. It's not gloom and doom. America is simply being America. So what are my final thoughts? First, keep calm and carry on. The world is going to continue. We're all going to wake up tomorrow. It'll be the 4th of July. You'll hear fireworks. You'll hear cars running up and down your street at 3 in the morning. There'll be people that drink too much beer and fall in the pool. Everything that always happens on the 4th of July will continue to happen tomorrow on the 4th of July. A couple things you need to remember. First, democracy, democracy is hard. We talked a little bit about that. If democracy was easy, it would happen all over the world, but it's not. We are the largest country with democracy on the face of the earth. 330 some odd million people. And we run our government by electing the most popular person to govern all of us. It's a stupid way to do things to most of the world. For us, it makes sense because we have a voice. Now those voices don't always agree, but that's okay. We, we work through it. It's hard. It's muddled. You saw the riots. It's ugly. It's violent. But in the end, it comes out in a better place and we come out smarter and we come out better and with more respect for one another and we lead the world in how to do things across, across the face of the earth. So democracy is hard. Don't be distracted. Also be uniquely American. The protests, those are American. It's what we do. I was a part of the Tea Party protests. I'm sure a lot of you were as well. I marched on Washington. and we didn't leave trash in the streets. and We didn't deface monuments and all those things, but we could have. We just chose not to, but that's part of being uniquely American. The biggest part of being uniquely American is understanding that a lot of times the voices that you're hearing are ones that you don't necessarily agree with. That's okay. That's what the first amendment covers. It's supposed to be that way. And last but not least, remember who we are and where we came from. We are that shining light on the top of the hill. We are the beacon of hope in this world. That's who we are. And we came from other countries where they kicked us out. Most of you ran from other countries. You ran from oppressive governments to come here so that you could stand in the street and you could throw a beer bottle and you could break a window. You shouldn't and you probably should go to jail if you do it, but you can't. Nobody's going to shoot you for doing that. That's you being uniquely American. That's democracy. That's who we are. That's where we came from. And don't forget those things. In times like this, I'm reminded of a very popular speech, and I wanna recite that speech for you today because I think, it is, um, I, I think it's uniquely American, number one, and I think it speaks volumes about what's happening in our country and in our streets right now. So bear with me. I'm gonna try not to butcher the great Abraham Lincoln, but I wanted to share this with you because I think it's vitally important. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty, dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We meet on this great battlefield. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who gave their lives that a nation might live. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate nor consecrate this ground. The brave men and women Living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our ability. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, to be dedicated to their unfinished work. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from those honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. We here resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. Abraham Lincoln, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, November 19, 1863. In short, America will always be America. Since 1976, we are the land of the free because of the brave. Be brave, America. Stand up, enjoy your country, and celebrate its birthday. Peace.